0: You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we continued our series in Philippians as Josh reviewed chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, before moving into verses 5 through 11. This particular passage is often referred to as the hymn of Christ. On the podcast today, we start by talking about what it means to have the same mind as Christ. We also discuss the Trinity and what it actually means that Jesus emptied himself. Does this mean that he became anything less than God as he did this? Then we end with a discussion around Christ's lordship and what this means for believers and non-believers alike. It's a great conversation today, and we're glad that you're here for it. Thank you for joining us. This is After the Message. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Mike. (laughs) Good morning, Mike. Are we
0: pretending we know if that's working right (laughs) (laughs) now? Yeah. So so for for the listeners out there, uh, Chase... Hammock, who normally who normally records and produces our uh, our podcast, is not here today. So he left the recording up to me. So So we're actually wondering if this is actually recording. I'm
2: I'm actually watching all the lights blink. I'm I'm assuming it's doing something. It is doing something. I
0: see I see a red a red light. So I'm I'm hoping that that means we're on the air. Xbox.
1: That means you're done. (laughs) You're not playing that anymore.
0: (laughs) So. Anyway, it's good to be here. Uh, so, in the room today, we've got Sean Selman. Yay, good morning, Josh Braddy, mm-hmm. Neil Marsh, mm-hmm. and Mark Evans, ladies and gentlemen, and hey, hey, hey. his calves. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yep, and the calves are on display again. So, <laughs> winter's coming.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Gotta let them breathe. <laughs> oh boy! Right. So, uh, how was how was the weekend? Everybody have a good weekend. Yeah, awesome. it was a good, good weekend. weekend. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. How was your weekend? Uh, it, it was good. Yeah, it was. Uh,
0: yeah. So <laughs> Lori and I got out and, and uh, just ran some errands and, and did some things that like we just don't normally do or just haven't done in a long time. Just just hanging out, mm. like doing stuff together. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, we we're actually so since our daughter Kaylin got married and and. Uh, like, we're changing her room. And Ooh. so, Ooh. like, we uh, were buying new furniture and, like, got a larger bed. So I had a – I brought Neil's truck, and we went and bought a new mattress set. And, Which meant I got to drive Mike's car yeah. for a few hours. I got to say, you looked a little funny when you first got in it. And, like, I'm not used to seeing you. do you have to peel uh, yourself in and out? Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that ever again. Like, it's way down low on the – When you lean no.
1: back, like, I feel like it's the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a button you press and guns going on or something
0: yeah well i should have i should have showed you the button to put it in sport mode so that you know you could yeah. have had fun with it but you know neil lives in sport mode <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. i don't need a vehicle to do that that's the way our goal. <laughs> uh, he yeah. wears his crocs he just kicks it up you, you keep mode. telling yourself that buddy. Uh. <laughs> um anyway no yeah it was it was a good weekend good weekend for us good it was beautiful outside it was It was very nice. It was a great day. We actually went out and and ate dinner at um, the new Apolos over at uh, Renaissance. And they were having uh, some sort of like blues by starlight thing going on out there. Hmm. So we sat outside and on
1: the lawn there, they had uh, all these blues bands playing. And it was... Were they good? Yeah, it was great. I went there Thursday with a a musician friend and they had a musician playing. And uh, to me, it sounded good but he was like I can't sit out here and listen to this I was like oh okay <laughs> and then as I listened to it I was like oh well I guess maybe that, that sounds great no, I don't know is <laughs> <Euro's> really good <laughs> yeah oh well <laughs> it's a really cool spot if you hadn't good. gone you to go it
0: really is it's really cool yeah it's so nice not that we're trying to create a commercial for Apple. but <laughs> we get a yeah, discount just, I will you, you just go. did Yeah. I have been it. there more than probably I should have been in the last couple of weeks just uh FYI. So, um, anyway, so to the sermon on Sunday. To The sermon. Yeah, it was a great day. Like, it's a great day. Really great day. I'm not really? sure what it made it what, different made than it, other na- really? days, but you know, it just it just felt. I walked away from it thinking like, man, yeah, this was really really good. You're finally getting better at the preaching yeah. thing. I'm really happy. Oh,
1: <laughs> let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. It's like you practiced. Like you practice something. I, I, <laughs> so, I give it a go every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, no, but you know, so we, we continued in, uh, into Philippians and, uh, Mm -hmm. we were solidly in chapter two this week. And, um, so, and so you did a a little bit of review on the first four verses of that, that chapter. And then we, we went into verses five through 11 and, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I say this every week, but it was great and, Mm -hmm. and really, really, uh, really helpful. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about or, or that you talked about, this passage, well, the passage talks about, Paul talks about, uh, is in. Uh, <laughs> wow.
2: Somebody talks about it.
1: <laughs> A lot of talking about
0: it. Everybody's <laughs> talking about it. Um, is, is the fact that, uh, you know, we ought to have this mind, which is the same mind as, as Christ. That's right. And um, so let's talk about, like, like the mind
1: of Christ. Like, mm-hmm. like, what does that mean and how do we do it? Yeah. So to set the stage um, for for that discussion, so we we get to this text, and and you know if. Number one, I was proud yesterday. I hit my time mark for maybe the first time ever. You did, and don't think I didn't notice. I know you noticed. Uh, <laughs> and I so wouldn't there's... say ever, but definitely the first time in the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not
3: that I've noticed, there's, but I'm There's just
1: normally a, a countdown timer, and when I see it getting close to like five or four or three, I'm like, okay, I can start winding down. In my mind, I can wind down in three minutes. Normally, it's 15 minutes later, and I'm still winding right. down, right? Yeah. And so I was like, no, I'm going to hit my mark today. So I'm getting there, but anyway. <laughs> to do that, there were a couple of things that if I had more time, uh, I would have you know, brought more attention to. Like, for example, um, some people believe that this was added a little bit later um, uh-huh. from, from the original writing of Paul's letter. Uh-huh. Um, may, maybe Paul wrote it, and so they added in later, or maybe not. Many do believe it's a song uh, or at least a, like a, a confession or a creed, some, something they would say or sing. That would unite them. And the whole purpose behind it was hmm. to allow them to see the beauty of the mind of their savior. Hmm. Uh, and, and it would be be this idea because when Paul writes, and, and you're gonna you're gonna see the connecting points of why some may say maybe it was overlaid into it, maybe, maybe it came a little bit later, or maybe it came as a as a response to something. But as you, as you end chapter one, and then you get into the first four verses of chapter two, it speaks about a mind and having this mind and being united in one mind. And then it moves on when you get to to the next part. So if you were to finish verse eleven and get into to verse twelve, and it talks about those shining stars and how you're going to do that, well, there's almost like okay, well, what is that mind? What, what would it look like if we are united? Like like what is the core values that it, like to use some of our like what is the core values that it follows? Paul writes that, or mm-hmm. some somebody, somebody writes that, and and we believe it's Paul, but he writes this and. And that's what we get in, in verses 5 through 11. We get the beauty of the mind of Christ. And, oh. and so, individually, we should have that every day, whether people are around us or not. But also, as the collective group, this oh. is our mind together. That, that Christ is the Lord. He is the King. That, that He is the suffering servant, yet He is the one who is exalted above all things. None of that is us. Mm-hmm. We're not the suffering servant, and we're not the one exalted at the end. Mm-hmm. And so, there's something beautiful to that. So, back to your question what does that same mind look like for us? For, for me, I think that is why church attendance. And when I say church attendance, I don't necessarily mean like, like when the doors are open, you should be in the building. Although important. I think gathering as the body of Christ for the purpose of exalting Christ is incredibly important for the mm. believer because it is always the reminder that it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not like it should be right. So if you, if you, the world in which we live in is constantly telling us it's about true. us. Yeah. Build yourself, build your kingdom, build your world. Make sure you have yours. Make sure you go first. Make sure whatever the things are, you're you're the you're the primary. Church should always teach us something different. It shouldn't teach us to devalue humanity or even devalue ourselves, mm-hmm. but it's our idea of thinking about ourselves less, right? right? And thinking more of Christ. And the more we mm. gather together, it is a beautiful and sweet reminder. Yeah.
3: Uh, I was meeting with our church planters this morning from Phoenix and they were talking about how important it is to, to distinguish between religion and kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, And religion says, I'm going to make this one time confession as though it's a belief. Like Mm -hmm. I, I believe this statement that Christ is King. That's a far cry from this daily confession and transforming of the mind. That's, ongoing that's part of our sanctification is this ongoing confessional recognizing where we believe lies recognizing where we put mm-hmm. ourselves back on the throne that's a daily thing we put ourselves back on the throne consistently and if we don't have other people in our life who are speaking that to us yeah hey yeah. don't forget the confession and, and and it's not formal but it's just the way we live and the way we talk when we mm-hmm. spur one another you're not on the throne he's on the throne yeah and that's uh, we 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 minimize that to a one time thing at salvation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than a daily uh, sanctification process.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. And man, I, I I have a thought that came to mind there for um, parents that are listening. Mm. I, I think a lot of times as parents, we we want the security and the assurance that our child has made a has made mm-hmm. that, that proclamation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and we forget that it is about an ongoing confession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, like, if you're a parent listening, I would encourage you as you walk toward that, yes, there needs to be a moment of decision, I believe, for Mm -hmm. your child to mark that moment. But it's about, that's just the beginning, really, of the journey. That's right. Right? And that's for all of us. And I think a lot of times we do, we we anchor in on that one point. Mm -hmm. Like, I... I walked the aisle. I prayed a prayer. I met with a, a pastor. I, a friend led me to Christ, and it's all about that one moment instead of the day to day confession that Jesus is Lord. Right? That whole mm-hmm. idea—the reminder of I'm I'm on a journey. I'm in a relationship with with my Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just a reminder there. I think to the, to not make it about the moment. Right. Like, yeah. It's important, but. But it's a—it's really yeah. about the relationship,
1: and there's relief in the relationship oh, yeah. that goes on. Like I'm, I was thinking about our lunch yesterday, Mark and I were at lunch with some other folks, and like we were just talking about the uh, the joys or woes or the the mix between of <laughs> of raising teenagers, oh. um, and and how that is—it's an adventure, and yeah. you know, there's a part of it of a confessional. All right, here's where we are, and and where we are like like as a dad not so take pastor hat off take take whatever like as a dad confessing this is this is where I am trying to lead my son trying to lead my family and then like to feel overwhelmed to feel like I don't have the answers but then to hear like Mark speak into it, and have others at our table begin to speak into. Yeah, but we got to remember that that Christ has them as much as we love mm-hmm. them. God loves them more. Mm-hmm. As much as we want yeah. good for them, God wants good for them more. And like I know that, but to have other mm-hmm. families speak that truth, speak truth That's right. allows allows me like just again yeah. confessional personal. Allows me just to rest and say, Yeah, you're yeah. right. Like like we need that reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in many ways that is the same as Christ is Lord. That's right. Like yeah. Jesus Jesus is Lord. So so yes, it is a is a phrase that they would say, but it's it's also something that we confess as we understand life and and talk to others about it. So, yeah. and I, and
0: so I, I feel like this whole right. this whole conversation right here really really gets at uh, a statement that you made in your your message Sunday, which which had to do with hey, our relationship with Christ shouldn't be transactional. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um. You know, it, it really it really goes beyond that. And you even you you use the story or an illustration of hey, we come, like we come. Sometimes we think we come to to Jesus in the morning with our. our coffee mug and, and we do In our bottle. Bible reading, mm-hmm. we get filled up and then we go about our, our life, uh, until we're drained and then we come get filled up again. And mm-hmm. it's this transactional, uh, sort of way that we approach it.
3: But that's not what, mm-hmm. that's not what it's mm-hmm. about. Right? right. So, um, I, I think it's human nature because it goes back to our tendency to want to perform. And if we, if we do the right thing religiously, then we're going to get the, the benefits from God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have my quiet time, then my day is going to be blessed, and good things are going to happen. Um, and so it's. I mean, going back to kids, that's the normal tendency for children. They, I mean, yeah. it's so hard to equip our kids with the proper kingdom perspective mm-hmm. and the understanding going back to the mind of Christ, because everything in their life they understand is transactional. If I do this, mom and dad will do this. If I do this, God will do this. And that's the frame, and to going back to when you when you're trying to coach your kids, what we want in the moment is I need different behavior, mm-hmm. and and so what we but if we step back from that, really what what I want for my children is I want them to have the mind of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I continue to push a transactional mindset,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it's, is easier?
3: It's so yeah. much easier, yes. yeah. because I, in the moment <laughs> I'm outcome. like, just get the outcome that I want. That's right. Stop yeah. doing that yeah. or start doing this. Yeah. Versus the patience of, no, what I really want and use to have the mind of Christ, and that is not a transactional.
2: There's been approach.
4: some
3: stuff I've been uh, reflecting on or reading on, and then <gasps> it just as a as a
4: father of an adult daughter now. Um, I, one of the things was in reading like a common common factors for spiritual maturity in children was uh, that parents confessed and apologized to their kids mm-hmm. and brought the attention to not just behaviors. but here's why I did what I did so you can understand how sinful, yeah, my motives were when I did this in front of you or I did this to you. It wasn't mm-hmm. just about that I raised my voice. it was because I was afraid mm-hmm. or I felt out of control or I felt disrespected. And when I felt that, I wanted to, really I wanted to attack you. like mm-hmm. I want to put you back in your place. Ugh. But if, if we as the parents never modeled that, or even in our marriages with our, our husbands or wives mm-hmm. or, or in our friendships, um, we're not moving that kingdom focus forward. Yeah. We're actually keeping the behavior modification mm-hmm. moving forward. And nice. I, our, my small group met on Friday. and um, In my time of confession, I, I, I was talking about something that felt right. And the more we discuss the motive of it, I just—I confess to my to the guys in my small group. Oh my gosh, this—I'm a Pharisee because I've elevated my righteousness to something
3: mm-hmm.
4: with impure motives, mm-hmm. and I expected other people around me to live up to that expectation. And and if they didn't, then I, I was frustrated, and I was simply, I was being a Pharisee in my own righteousness, mm-hmm. um, and it is. Mm-hmm. We will perpetuate that as followers of Jesus ourselves no doubt. by not practicing confession and not just confessing the behavior, but the heart. Behind uh, that, what we're doing.
3: I love that um, because it's easy to say to a child, hey, I'm sorry I raised my voice. Right. It's another thing to say when I, when I raised my voice, the reason was is because I didn't have the mind of Christ. I didn't have him on the throne. I had <laughs> me on the throne. That's hard to say to
1: a kid. Sometimes yeah. my kids ask me why I raise my voice. I'm like, "Because you didn't listen." Evidently, you need to hear it more loudly. <laughs> that's a little different than what you said. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. No.
3: Yes.
0: Well, um, hey, let's let's uh, let's shift gears just a little bit uh, because as we move into uh, on into verse six, Michael's bored with that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, just trying to manage her time, fellas. <laughs> and maybe a little bored. No, I'm kidding. Um, now, so as we move on into verse six, uh, so this, this mind of Christ that we should have, uh, you know, it, it says that, uh, though Jesus was in the form of God, uh, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped. Oh, and boy. so, uh, so I think it sounds like as we were just processing, uh, the weekend before we recorded this, uh, hopefully we're recording, um, <laughs> um that uh, there was a lot of discussion in in some circles around uh, just uh, the Trinity yeah. and equality with God. It, it was Jesus equal, and you know, and and so let's let's just take a few minutes and 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 talk about that. So yeah, yeah. Who wants and, it? And, and, and I don't want it. I Mark, asked you, the question. So you man. may be,
3: Mark. You may be able to add some nuance to that. Well, question. Well, I think that's but, right. I mean, yeah. you know, it it, it it appears throughout Scripture that. Yes, they are equal, but there it appears that Who's there's... Who's they? Uh, the Trinity. Okay. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Um Because right. often we see Jesus submitting to yeah. the Father. Right. So he uses language of submission. Equality was not something to be grasped, yet we say they're all equal. So I think in life groups, I got some questions where people were, were trying to parse that out. And mm-hmm. you answered them with complete... Clarity, and mm-hmm. you did. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yes. okay. so, I'll read you so, my email. It was fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so a couple of things, right? So, so we understand the Trinity um, is, number one, a mystery, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and even the word Trinity is not found in the Scripture. Uh, it is something that we have, we being man, mm-hmm. uh, in our attempt to understand God the best we can. Again, trying to understand we are finite. God is infinite, meaning God has no bounds in any way, shape, form, or fashion. We do. And, and in our finite mind, it is impossible, impossible to fully understand God. Um, but we can know him by what he has told us through the word, uh, and we can know him by the son. And that goes back to what Jesus talks about in the gospels. So we can know some things about God. We can know much about God, but what, in some ways, there there's parts that we are trying to put together. Oh. For example, the Trinity. Uh, so we put together that that God is Plural in nature, in the idea that he is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are three, yet they are one. Uh, and so when we understand God, we never understand God as three. Mm-hmm. We always understand God as one. Uh, here, here O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, mm-hmm. right? So that would be what the Hebrews would have understood from the beginning, uh, and it's what we would still understand today. But in that nature of three, they are all performing different things. Right? Okay. So they, they have different roles and responsibilities. Um, what we see here in this text is they are all equal, equal in power, equal in majesty, equal in might, equal in, mm-hmm. in, in, in to be worshiped. What we see here is that when Jesus comes in this mind, right, that he didn't consider that equality a thing to be grasped or to be held on to. It doesn't say that he wasn't equal.
3: Mm-hmm. He was right. equal,
1: but he didn't hold on to it. And we'll get more into that in the very next verse when it talks about emptying mm-hmm. himself so very very quick
2: yeah Sean has a lot more to add and he's Oh whatever right <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i put you on the spot. i i appreciated your like performance right yep. so they um or function mm-hmm. um yeah. and so um the way the way i remember um studying this in systematic was just the idea that god wills the um The son brings it to bear or -hmm. you know, or brings it to being, and then the Holy Spirit sustains it, right? That whole but, but they're all understanding one another and working toward the same purpose for the same goal with the same love, with the same, like the father loves the son as the son loves the father, like that whole picture of that's constantly going on, and that's that's hard for us to comprehend because of our broken state, like, yes, we. Going back to our transactional mm-hmm. piece, right, we tend to frame things in a, in a transaction, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you don't have that inside of the Trinity. Spirit. There's not a transaction going on. It's it's them existing in relationship in the purest form, mm-hmm. in the best form. Um, so there's, there's just a beauty there that I think goes beyond our comprehension, really. So, um,
4: so we're saying that the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit— are equal in their deity and their attributes and their nature, like they're all equal in that and status, but they they're simply different in how they relate to one another and how they relate to creation.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's a
1: good. And how we understand yeah. it. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And we worship all three equally. Yeah, that's you worship right. God. Yes. Yeah, right. As one. As one. That's right. Not the Holy Spirit as a separate entity. <clears throat> Generally, you wouldn't. We don't. We don't like to say let's worship the Holy Spirit. That's exactly right.
4: Mm. And we've seen like there are different false teachings that have been throughout history mm-hmm. as That's the church, the is, as the church right. is trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. And early on, there were councils that led to clarity. They would wrestle right. with those things and make an agreement or even led to things adding into like the Nicene Creed and stuff like that to kind of get clearer yep. on it as we went along.
3: Mm-hmm. So yep. one of
4: the things we might struggle with, like modalism. Mm-hmm. What's modalism? Then is the idea that God, yeah. the father was here for the Old Testament and right. Jesus as the son comes in. And then the Holy Spirit, now that they really, were... That he switches he modes. switches modes. Right, right. right. And
1: yeah, then, and there's, there's a lot of fun videos on the internet oh, about yeah. modalism. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> modalism, Patrick. Go ahead and Google that phrase <laughs> and watch the cartoon that comes up. It's absolutely hilarious and really good theology. Yes. It's um, um, good. And then there's like Arianism or but
2: subordinationism, that's, which that's, is like... Yeah.
4: We've, we're trying to make sense of it so we now devalue Jesus right, right. as not being equal
1: Wait. and if you want to get into the fun of that um, so Arrhenius Arianism uh, is is the guy that St. Nick <laughs> yeah. punches, punches in the, in the face yeah. Yeah. Um, for his his mm-hmm. blasphemous comments uh, about Jesus and that Wait. is where Santa Claus Santa Claus punched someone oh, yeah. is, yes absolutely that is the true no story either, of Santa no Claus bags of toys in that one Santa Claus did not care for Jesus being devalued so he lit oh, that well, man up I hope there's no yeah. kids listening to this that's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome <laughs> it's messed up it's a Christmas. great story <laughs>
2: But I think, I th- I think but, you actually made it more powerful. I mean, yes. like, a, I, mean, I think for, personal, for a personal <laughs> study, though,
4: if this woman wants to really study the Trinity, to look at the creation account and salvation, or Jesus's baptism. Yeah. Yep. Those are That's three good. opportunities. You have if you want to do self study on yeah. on how that you see in the creation playing right. out, Jesus's baptism, and then how salvation
1: occurs, those are three spots yes. you can really dig into. Yeah, and I think if we ever want to to figure out what we actually are what we actually believe, like, like there's part of us are like, I don't know what I believe. Listen to the way that you pray. Like, mm-hmm. like in, yeah. in my, even in my own life, like I have to catch myself, okay, what am I doing? Be mindful, right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we are praying to the Father, mm-hmm. right? Through Christ the Son. And, and so we understand, Jesus says, no man can come to the Father unless through me and that's not just that is through salvation but there is still he he is our high priest he is our go-between between between the father so when we pray we pray in jesus name why for we are going through christ to the father and so there's a lot of times that we are praying to jesus and not the father and then sometimes we'll talk to the holy spirit every once in a while we just kind of mix all the names we jumble (laughs) it all up and and then we then we'll you know we'll talk about in, in in god's name we pray and there, there's just a lot there. Yeah. And, and again, I believe that God hears our heart long before he's trying to parse out our words. Yeah. But I think it is important for us to consider what we're saying mm-hmm. and to whom we are speaking to. Mm. That's, good. That's good. All
0: right. So moving on into verse seven. So, uh, you know, we, we talk about Keep how, going, how Jesus did not count equality with God as something to be grasped. Um, verse seven, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. And being born in the likeness of men, and so you spent some time talking mm-hmm. about the idea of emptying himself and what that means, mm-hmm. and even I think shared with us earlier just a, a great illustration of of what that means. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about that. Like, so your
4: st- yeah, so your statement in the sermon though was this, and it was helpful because I'm I really I love this st- this is really good stuff the kenosis stuff. So you said he. Um, emptied himself of everything of importance everything that uh, signified his importance. That's exactly right. Huh.
1: Hmm. He was still important. He's that's still right. Jesus. Yeah. Right. So so he's again, still God. Yeah. That, yeah this so, gets back to some of the heresies that that some of the early church were fighting against that some people believe that he emptied himself, that in that moment he became fully man and no gave longer. up his Godship. Mm-hmm. Well that that's not true. He he's still fully God, but he he unrobes that that Godness, all the things that would signify his importance. We get a clear picture in John thirteen of Jesus when he washes the disciples' feet, mm-hmm. whenever he has taken the robe off, whatever he would be wearing as a rabbi, he takes that robe off, puts on the towel. So it doesn't change the fact that he's still the the promised Messiah. It doesn't change the fact that he is still their rabbi. He's serving a different function mm-hmm. um, and if you were if you were to go back and use um, the exalting Christ commentaries, uh, the one that that we I think gave out to the all of our life group leaders for Romans and maybe even for for Philippians as well. Um, there's a great illustration that's used in there by a pastor named Brian Croft, and he talks about the way that he has has been seared in his mind. He said he was on a mission trip to Africa, uh, and he was working in a remote village. And this remote village had a chief, and the you know there's the leader of the village, and many other villages are you become chief because you're the oldest or the wisest or whatever. In this village, particularly. The strongest man in the village gets to be the chief, um, and so in my mind, when I'm reading it, I'm thinking this is terrible. Um, Black Panther and Wakanda, like like if you can if you can beat the man, you can be the man, mm-hmm. kind of deal. Right. Um, yeah. So so he's the strongest guy, truly, and so so he Brian goes to this village, and um, the the strongest guy, but he sits on a throne. He's strong, but he's just sitting on the throne, and he's covered up. He's got his headdress on. He's got the robe on. Somebody in the village got hurt, fell into a well. No one could get him out, and so they were. At, at the mercy of we, we need somebody strong to come and do it. So the story goes that the the chief takes off the headdress, takes off the robe and puts on just like regular everyday clothes to get dirty, goes down into the hole, takes the man out, saves his life, brings him back up and then goes back onto the throne and gets all of his robe and his headdress back on purpose behind it. And what he's talking about here, he takes off the robe and the headdress. It doesn't change the fact that he's still the, the chief mm-hmm. of the village. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's still the chief. When he goes down into that hole to save the man, He's still the chief of the village. He's just the strong man playing a different role than he was on the throne. Mm -hmm. And when he gets back on, he puts it back on. It's not as if when he took it off, it wasn't his. It was always his. He just didn't wear it in that moment. Same for Christ. It's similar to Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, The picture of in heaven, he's robed in glory. He takes that off, comes down, becomes human in the the form of a, a regular, normal, everyday person, but one day he's going to go back mm-hmm. and the robe goes back on mm-hmm. and, and the crown of thorns changes to the Royal diadem. Right. So, so that crown goes on his head. That is beautiful and matchless. He's always been Jesus. Right. Even when uh-huh. he came. That's good. Mm.
0: So you also talked about just some of the impediments that we, we have to, to having the mind of Christ, uh, on Sunday. And, uh, so one of those being vain conceit, mm-hmm. um, Talk with us a little more about that.
1: Yeah. So um, again, when I said on Sunday there was, if I had four weeks, um, and I think mm-hmm. anybody who likes to teach stuff, there's a lot here, and there's a lot of right. different tracks you could go down to to teach either the technical route or a language route or an application route. We we kind of went more application route this Sunday, but there's a language route that if you look at, you know, Neil brought up the the phrase gnosis, uh, and and it's this idea of Jesus emptying Himself. It's it's this true action of right humility, right? So, so he, is, he is taking off for the sake of all of humanity. He, he is coming to serve a purpose. Well, when we get to vain conceit, there's this, the, the Greek phrase is, is a false emptying. So, so if, if kenosis is emptying, then we get to, to vain conceit and it is a false emptying. So, it's, yes, we, we may act as if we are doing something of value or trying to be virtuous, but at the okay. end of the day, we want you to notice Mm-hmm. So, so in, in essence, hey, don't put the spotlight on me. But if you could put the spotlight on me, zoom in closer so you can see how how humble I am. Mm. Um, and you may hear that and say, "Well, of course that that's absolutely wild. Of course that would stop the momentum of the church and stop the momentum of of serving the Lord." But how often do Gosh. we do that? And maybe maybe not even do that. But how often is that truly the desire of our heart? Mm. Mm. I think we do it. I mean, I yeah. think it's subtle, yeah. But that's it's such a temptation. Again,
3: it goes back to transactional. I know that if I act humble, I'm going to get a better response from people. That's right. Um, In the world we live in, for sure. Yeah. And so it's like, as a pastor, am I putting on the mind of Christ? (laughs) Or is there still selfish ambition wrapped in the way I act because I know if I do something, I'm going to get something from people. Mm, yes. Gross. I hate myself. Both. That's, that's <laughs> manipulative, <laughs> that's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> My poor kids. Mike would never do that.
0: <laughs> well, it's uh, interesting
4: because you in in leadership and, or serving others, I think sometimes we begin in, in a right posture and all of a sudden a pressure yeah. point from someone else mm-hmm. comes up and it presses me in such a way that it reveals That's selfishness it. inside of it that I, sh- I didn't know was there until yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and if you're not doing the work to confess and surround yourself with brothers, mm-hmm.
1: you can skip right over that and not recognize it. That's, That's so a good key. Mm-hmm. That's so key. Thank mm-hmm. you for being that for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we talk a lot of times on this podcast about how how we actually live that out, and I think that you do a great job mm-hmm. as our staff. Counselor, staff, Holy Spirit. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, um, but but you you do well, a great job of yeah. of holding us not just mm. accountable in the sense of are we doing our our jobs correctly or, or, or efficiently or, or as we should. Uh-huh. But man, how's our heart? Yep. where yeah. are we? Thank you for That's right. that. No doubt. I, I,
2: you dude, model you model it well, and you lead us. Lead into it well. well. That's right. Yeah. Here's what I, I wish you. <laughs> Are you going to confess to us yeah, that there's you want more. Us to know about you? I just, I just think
4: it's... <laughs> do you do that for your own reward? Yeah, yeah my own reward. <laughs> but even in walking alongside, like, in uh, Mike and our relationship, like, I think having safe relationships and friendships um, where you can explore that
3: mm-hmm.
4: and being known by the other person has been really helpful. Mark, in our relationship... Mm-hmm you're constantly like sandpaper in my life. That is like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh. what kind of grit though? Is it one that makes you smooth or one that
1: just kind of tears you up? I mean, <laughs>
4: just, just the willingness to have conversations where you explore motive. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that, yeah. yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. I and mean, mm-hmm.
0: that's the, to, to let that happen. It's really yeah. Good. So, uh, we, we, we got a, just a few more minutes here. And, uh, so I, I want to move on to the, uh, the end of the passage because it talks about how, you know, how, uh, Jesus did these things and he humbled himself, uh, and then, uh, therefore he's been highly exalted Mm -hmm. and, um, that at the name of Jesus, every name bows and, uh, confesses that he is Lord. And so you, you spent uh, toward the end of, uh, of your, your, your message on Sunday, Josh, you talked about just the Lordship of Jesus Mm -hmm. and the fact that he is Lord, Yes, uh, whether or not we choose to acknowledge that or submit to it. Yes. and uh, and you even made a sort of a subtle distinction between how we we often uh, invite Jesus to be Lord of our life, right? Um, when in reality, again, and I think this goes <laughs> back to the way we pray. Sometimes, you know,
1: uh, in reality, He is Lord, whether He's we Lord. whether yeah, we Lord. invite Him into that or not. Yeah, So yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it may sound silly. Um, I, I did get a lot of feedback um, from from different people. Just uh, I think appreciative. Just and their thought process and how that works, because sometimes I know we don't we don't mean it, but like when we say, "Well, I want to invite Jesus to be Lord mm-hmm. of my life," it's almost like sweet little Jesus is over there by himself, and we're just like, "Hey, buddy, come on over here." Why just you? waiting, yeah. just waiting, yeah, first. just just waiting on you. And some of the hymns that we sing, um, you know, Weird. Jesus is is patiently waiting, waiting for you to come <laughs> home, like. Come home softly and tenderly, yes, no it. Is, yep. <laughs> yep. And again, I, I'm, not bash, of- <laughs> I'm not trying to isolated part. I'm not trying to bash <laughs> them, just, but, just. but hear me out. <laughs> he He is not waiting on the sideline to see if you're going to hand him a crown to see if he can he can be Lord of your life. He is Lord.
2: Uh-huh.
1: He is Lord, and our response isn't to make him uh-huh. like like to give him some crown or give him authority over. Mm-hmm. Like our response, only right response is. Submission, Submission totally to, right. to His Lordship. That that is what we do, and, mm-hmm. and and it feels like sometimes we're like, yeah, buddy, come on in. You you can have permission over my life. <laughs> that is crazy. Mm-hmm. But instead, it is, is when we fully see who He is and understand who He is. Our right response is like almost almost utter devastation. Like in my mind, it feels like Isaiah in Isaiah six, right? Mm-hmm. In the in the year yeah. that King Uzziah dies, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Like when He gets a true picture of, and I believe. Of Christ sitting right. on mm. the throne when before before he empties himself to come down like Isaiah gets a picture he is undone mm. woe um, is me mm. falls down yeah. I'm dead I'm the people I'm from is dead I'm dead we got nothing mm. that's the right response because yeah. he saw him as Lord and that is the only right response and as opposed to hey buddy you want to come down to my right. life and and come live inside my heart and you know we'll I, just have a pretty life together
4: I just pulled up the quote from uh, Chronicles of Narnia about Aslan who is the the christ figure right there and the little girl asks uh well beaver i think says uh, he's the king of the wood and the son of the great emperor beyond the sea aslan is a lion the lion the great lion and susan asks so is he, is he safe, safe? Mm. i shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion and mrs beaver responds if there's anyone who can appear before aslan without their knees knocking they're either braver than most or else just silly then isn't he safe said lucy safe said the beaver Course he isn't safe, but he's good. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, king, I tell you.
2: Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hey, I'm gonna uh, see Lewis, is good. Just a thought rumbling around in my head though here. Um I think though, here's here's the beauty of Christ, mm. right? Is that yes, we need to recognize that that um and I think that's what leads us into worship and, and correct response to him. And it shows us like all these things we're talking about, Trinity emptying himself. Um, the majesty, the glory of Christ—all those things—it helps us see a full picture of who Christ is, mm. and that—that's our—that's our journey, right? That's our—that's our relationship with Him, as as we engage Him, as we engage His Word, and we begin to discover and, and kind of peel back the layers of who Jesus is. It creates this this awestruck sense of worship. I, I imagine thinking back another another piece of study that you might ought to do is transfiguration Mm -hmm. where the full glory of Christ is revealed to those disciples in that moment. And they fall on their faces before him and, and wonder what, what must we do like in this moment? And, and so all of that, it it should spur us to know, want to know Christ more deeply. The beauty of Christ is that he takes any one of those things. Like if, even if we have a simplistic view of him, mm-hmm. if I can at least start there right. and then Christ invites me in to know him more, yeah, like he can take that and take us to a point of understanding his majesty, that he is King, that he is Lord. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I don't think we need to forget that. right? That's right. Is that we don't have to have all the answers and have this full picture, but because of who Christ is, and just the recognition that he is savior, he is the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and we we submitting in the simplest way, Christ now can now take that submission and lead us into a deeper understanding of himself. Mm-hmm.
4: Which goes back to your two responses you gave earlier on, either yeah. engaging God's word and this is gonna lead us to a posture of worship right,
3: uh-huh. or a posture of confession. That's, That's right. right. Like those are the two responses. That is the two responses. His majesty. Mm-hmm. So good, good stuff. Can I uh, just, I know you're trying to wrap it up, but just real quick. I, <laughs> you're going back to you, the ta- Trinity, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you talked about, Sean, just then um, further study. Yeah. Um, last week, we had a great time with some life groups and, and some parents. Sean was awesome. Beth Bowman was awesome at at leading our folks to how to engage in deeper Bible study. And we talked about some tools and resources. Um. I, I think what you've you've heard today and some of the things even that Josh shared on Sunday were because of the study that he's done on some mm-hmm. words and some concepts that that we want to mm-hmm. encourage our listeners those tools are available to you. We talked about it on the last week or so mm-hmm. with some parents. Right. Um Man, we would love to help you because you can do this study. Mm-hmm. There are resources out there mm-hmm. where you – if you heard something today where we talked about a concept or a word, there are resources that you can go in and do a deeper study on that word to do a deeper understanding, even of the Trinity, if you want to explore that. the There are things out there that there's so much to the word. It is so much bigger than just a mm. casual reading. Mm. Yeah. and. Man, we would love to help you dig a little bit if if you're
0: interested in that. So, and I know on on you know previous podcasts, it's been a while. Uh, we have talked about some resources, but but Mark, mm-hmm. if you were if you were giving our listeners just a, a an easy starting place for
3: that, like where would you go? At, at two places that are online and free: uh, Blue Letter Bible and Logos. Um, there's a free version of both of those, and there's uh, concordance, Bible dictionaries, commentaries. There are things that you can buy, but if you just want to hop on something that's free, online, digital, available to all, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good place to start. The other thing I like, though, is that you guys worked with Mike and the communications team to put out a resource center
4: on our campus right across in the Welcome Center mm-hmm. that has mm-hmm. a lot of the resources you're yeah. referencing already. That's right. That yep. yeah. So if you have a few moments, reason. stop in right across in the Welcome Center. Yeah.
0: And check out those resources. And it is well. our goal with that resource center is, is to keep it updated and to have you know resources that are relevant mm-hmm. to sermon series that we're in or other other initiatives that we're uh, we're engaged right. in at any given time. So um, yeah, and you can purchase those resources right from that right. that mm-hmm. resource center. Uh, most of them are linked to a uh, an Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, storefront so you can uh, you can purchase those things directly
1: yeah I'll give you my my the ones that I have on my phone because a lot of Mm -hmm. you are listening on your phone right now yeah Um, if you don't have the the faith life study Bible Uh it is an excellent excellent app to be on your iPad or your phone particularly if you have Logos or any version because they're they're the same company Mm -hmm. and so if you are buying into the package of Logos it, it ties all of your resources into the study notes of the Bible so as you're going and you're looking at this verse it'll you know click down and and if you have the resource available there's 20 different mm. books that you can study kenosis from or or you know what's this mean so that's a good one um logos is is of course a free app um, mm-hmm. but the more you pay the the better it can do um new city catechism if, if you don't uh, if you're not yeah. down with that yet you need to get new city catechism uh it is a is a free app and it's great with your kids that's something that we enjoy at our house and then blue letter bible is great mm-hmm. the, the app mm-hmm. version on your phone that's so good well guys
0: thank you uh as always great discussion and uh Looking forward to continuing through Philippians, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been it's been good so far, and it's going to be great. It's good so, guys. Thank you. Thank love you. Love doing life with you. Love you guys. Yeah, love you, you guys. guys. Have a great one. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmore.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at My Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.